My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. We discuss things you already talk about with family and friends. Our conversations include current events and pop culture, uh, headlines in the news, trends, music, concerts, and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Hi to Donna. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Okay. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, I am going to tell you something that I am just so over right now. You know how you just get to the point where there's things that just drive you nutty? Right. Well, I've got a lot of those right now. But my biggest one right now is I feel like everyone talks on their speakerphone now out yes. in public. Yes. Yes. I agree. I mean, it's, and I know this is like an age old problem. But I feel like people, it used to be just certain people that would do it. And you kind of stare at them and you're like, really? You're going to have this conversation? I feel like now it's everybody. Like all bets are off. Everybody's just like, you know what? I'm going to have my conversation. You don't exist. I don't care. I'm standing in line the other day at Target. And there is this woman having this conversation with her son. And I don't know how old he was. I'm assuming he was like in high school. But it was this whole thing about some sort of form that she had to fill out and blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't, he was listening like a teenager listens, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know how these kids talk. Just disrespectful. Not Yeah, but just like he's half asleep. And I'm thinking, lady, can you just take him off speaker? Because we're in line for the, you know, you ring up your own thing things. Line, do you know what I'm talking about? Right, self-checkout. Which, that's a whole nother pet peeve that we, maybe we should start every podcast with a pet peeve, but that would be very negative. But everything now is self-checkout. Like, there are no lanes anymore. I was against it when it first started popping. I, I yeah. love it now. I absolutely endorse it. Wholeheartedly endorse self-checkout. Okay, but I used to tell you all the time and you would make such a big know, deal when I we know. would go somewhere about self-checkout. I know, I know, but I'm all about it. I'm all about it now. I love it. Matter of fact, I will go specific to specific uh, stores. Like if I if, if if I'm going to Walgreens and I know that this yeah. Walgreens has self checkout and this one doesn't, I'll go to the one that does, even if it's out of the way. Yeah, a lot of people. They said that a lot of people at drugstores do that. Are you ready for this one? Why? Because they don't want people to know what they're getting. Okay, I've never heard that before. I got one for you. I go yeah. into Walgreens the other day and I couldn't find a basket. Okay, I wanted a basket and they're just get a couple things. Don't need a cart, you know. So I'm looking around. I can't find one. I say to the lady at the front, I said, uh, listen, I said, do you have any baskets? And she said, I do, but they're behind the counter. I said, may I have one? And she said, well, I guess I'll let you have one. And she was very serious about it. And I said, well, what's, what's the problem with me handing me a basket? And she goes, well, we have a problem. What's the problem with, with the baskets? And, and People take them. They run out the front door, Donna. Yeah. No, with their, they, they don't want the basket. They run out with their goods in the basket and run out the front door like a 50-yard dash. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were yes. still in the baskets. No, they're still in the goods. Plus the basket. Well, you must have looked sketchy. She actually said, I think I can trust you. And I said, mm. you can't, man. You can't. Yeah, there was this whole study done. I forgot when it was. I was going to talk about this at one point on the podcast. But it said that where are people more likely to use self-checkout and where are they not? And they don't as much in the grocery store, number one, because a lot of times they have a lot of items. Agreed. Agreed. But they said it drugstores, people use them all the time because they do not want people to know the items. They what, don't want them to getting? comment on the items that they're buying. Well, who's going to comment? A, str- a complete stranger is going to comment on the items in your basket? We'll just look at you if, like, you have what certain things. Oh, give me one. Give me an example. I, I don't one. know. They well, didn't but, give an example. I can't remember. Okay. But it was like they said that um, the biggest self checkout, obviously, is gas. Was gas and drugstores. Okay. There you go. 
Now, Racetrack has self-checkout now, and I love it. Yes, they do. Um, anyway, back to my my Plinko. Okay, so this woman is having this conversation, and I'm just staring at her, and so is everybody else. And she's trying to check out. She's trying to have this conversation. And finally, the guy that kind of monitors the self-checkout lane for Target right, right. says for to thieves. her, thieves. this would move faster if you could finish your call when you were done shopping. And I'm like, hallelujah, brother. Like he had the nerve to actually say what all of us were thinking. What was her response? She stared at him. She didn't care. I mean, listen, people like this are so oblivious to human beings around them. Do you think that she's going to stop doing anything because someone asked her to? No. Nope. Her conversation is more important than everyone else's peace. And here's my thing with it. I don't, I'm, I'm in Target and I go to Target because it gives me joy because I go in, it's kind of like Costco. I only need two things, but I go out with like all the new things that they have in Target, like candles and bath mats and all this kind of stuff. Don't bogart my Target time with your kid because I don't want to think about my kids right now. I'm in Target, just going up and down the aisles as an old lady. Now, well, what, do you you find, what do you find troubling about the kids? Just in general, like I don't want to hear your conversation with your teenager in the form they're not filling I out. Cause I got, I've, I'm on one of my teenagers about filling out a parking form, and then she's on him about his room. Okay, well I'm on one of mine about their room. Like now I'm into your kids' problems, and it's bringing me back to my kids' issues. Stop. And you escape. And I wouldn't have known any of this had she just had the phone to her damn ear. And you escape said issues when you go to the uh, the drugstore without without your kids. Well, not the drugstore. I mean, I don't oh, care about that. Wherever you but go. yeah, like Target. Kind of like when you would run for the deer blind in the backyard when you wanted to Correct. escape the kids, you know? Yes. Well done. Well done. You used to make fun of me for going to CVS all the time. And now you go to the Walgreens. You're like an old person. I do go to Walgreens. It's not all the time, but I, I, I prefer Walgreens. Their yeah. point of sale system is backwards. Uh, the, the, the whole insert your card thing is totally backwards at Walgreens. One time I spent at CVS, and I can't remember why. I think I spent like $300 at CVS and the person was shocked because I just don't think people go in and spend that much at the CVS. Probably not. I remember the time they had all the CVS care bucks or whatever they're called. Oh, I still have them. And, 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 and you wind up paying, you got like a whole bounty of stuff, like three bucks, three and a quarter or something. Yes. Because of all your, your bonus bucks. And I knew better than to ever go into CVS and spend them. Matter of fact, they would say to me if I was by myself, Hey, you want to check, see if you have any, any that are getting ready to expire or somebody. Like, Heck no. Hell no. Rewards. You know what? My CBS rewards. Not, not her. No. Olivia uses them sometimes in Knoxville. And I'm like, mm, but it's okay. It is it's okay. Fine. We'll all survive. We'll all survive. Yeah. Mount Rushmore is in what state, Donna? Do you know? Uh, Montana. South Dakota close. Oh, shit. I think. I wouldn't even know. See, we, okay. Don't even know. Um, Mount Rushmore is the home of four U.S. presidents and their 60 foot tall heads. All right. Made out of granite, I think. Can you name one of the presidents on Mount Rushmore? Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, is that one? I'm like, if you're going to ask these questions, you need the I know, answers. I need, to research sakes. I need to research them. George uh, Washington. George Washington is one. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is another. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. And? Uh, let me look. So, well, I can tell you. I was, I was giving you a pop quiz. Okay, well, what is it? Uh, the fourth U.S. president on Mount Rushmore would be. Uh, <sighs> hang on. Tammy Baker. Tammy Fay Baker. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Him. Thomas yes. Jefferson. All right. The project began in 1927. And it took to 1941 for the sculptures featuring the 60 foot tall heads of four U.S. presidents to be completed. 
Uh, Mount Rushmore attracts more than 2 million visitors annually. Um, so this was a question that we posed on the Cadillac and Donna Morning Show on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5 this week. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of country music? Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of country music? And Donna, will go to you first. Oh, okay. Well, so these are my four personal choices. Yes, that's correct. It would probably be, I know definitely George Strait. Okay. Definitely Eric Church. Probably Morgan Wallen, just because I listen to him nonstop. Um, and then it's a tie between Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw. Well, it can't be a tie. Because that would be then five Mount Rushmore heads, and we can't have. Well, five. also like Brooks and Dunn. Okay, well that would be if you get it. Yeah. Okay, Don. Could they not stack their little heads on top of each other? They can't. They can't. They're not those. Uh, what are they called? Those uh, bobbles oh head, bobbleheads. No, well, bo- bobbleheads, but those one that you put in the other. Huh? You know, you have like one egg, and you put the other egg. Oh, in it, a little nesting doll. Like a nesting doll. That was a not, that's not what doll. we do at Mount Rushmore. Yes. All right. So, what are you going with your final one then? Okay, so my final one is time. George Strait, Eric Church, yep. Kenny Chesney, okay. and Tim McGraw. All right. What about you? Uh, I'll get to mine in a second. Hang on. Want to uh, head to Atlanta Motor Speedway right now. Ran into a bear listener and Cadillac and Donna Morning Show listener, Tabitha, who lives in Milner, Georgia. And we pose a question to her about who would make the cut? Who would be on her Mount Rushmore of country music? Rushmore would be Garth Brooks. Number one or number five? We're going, we're going. Okay, we're going to go. Well, I don't know. What do you tell me? What do you think? Is okay, it five so, or one? Oh, Garth is one. One, so let's go five then. Let's okay. Go, five. five would be um, Thomas Rats. Thomas TR, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then Brooks and Dunn. I would say, are they, are they four and three? Or no. are they four? Because they'd be two heads. It'd be two granite heads, right? Um, they is, would is go granite, together. Is it granite? Do we know? Yeah, Mount Rushmore is a granite or rock? What is it? I think it's granite. It's paper mache. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. No, right? yeah. Brooks and Dunn, we're going to decide right now. Brooks and Dunn would be one head. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Them okay, they're right. always together. They are. They're that. They're they're that. Have, you ever, have you ever seen Ronnie without his, his show hair? Mm-hmm. His show hair that he wears? His, no, his fake hair is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that deserves a spot of his own. Oh. Mount Rushmore, I think. Um, uh, your number three would be. All right. Number three, we would go with Alan Jackson. Oh, I can't go wrong with Alan Jackson. No, 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 no. And then. Two would be George Strait. Okay. Uh, what is it? Okay, you said, ah, oh, and I saw the look in your eyes. So, so let's, let's, let's our, unpack that for a minute. What about George Strait? That was our wedding song. Which one? I crossed my heart. So, I crossed my heart. But then we have to go with all-time Garth Brooks. At number one. Yeah. So your number one on your personal, Tabitha for Milner, your personal country Mount Rushmore would be Garth Brooks. Yes. Friends okay. in low places. I love it. I've got friends in lonely places. Can't go wrong with Garth. No, Garth is my guy. Thank you for listening to the bear. Right. There you go. There you go. I would put on my Mount Rushmore of country music. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Okay, you can't have to, oh, so you're going to have one, two. They're separate. Okay. They're separate. Dolly. I love having a girl in there. I wondered if you were going to put her or Winona on. Um, well, Dolly makes the cut, as does Kenny Rogers. Also making the cut, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, okay. All right, kind of a, one out of the right field there, all right? And then Mark Wills, only because Mark's a very good friend, and I like Mark, and I think he deserves to be on my Mount Rushmore country. He's because of our personal picks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be a, a – Mark's not a, a – you know, he's not selling out stadiums and things. 
But that's okay because he's a good guy and he puts out great music. Still does. All right. No Taylor Swift from you. I'm a little surprised by that. I do love Taylor Swift. It's hard to pick just four. I mean, it really is. What is Mount Rushmore made of? I'm going to have to goggle that. Well, I know. That's a question. I guess it's a, oh. it's a question. It's a quiz question. Do you know what it's made I of? I do. It's granite. <laughs> granite is what it's made okay. of. Okay. If you could just add one skill to like your life arsenal and you didn't have to train for it, you didn't have to go to school, you didn't have to sit for hours, you didn't have to listen to a teacher, you didn't have to join a multi-level marketing team, what would that one skill be that you would immediately add to your life? Well, for me, I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know that it's one specific. It's kind of a uh, category. And, it okay. would, and I hope this works for you. Uh, it would be the ability to better prepare for and use technology in my life. Me too. That's mine too, Calhite Jack. I bet I only use 5% of my iPhone. I bet I only use uh, 15% of my MacBook. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know technology. It freaks me out. It scares me to death. And I feel like a fool often because I, I'm just clueless when it comes to a lot of forms of technology. Now, we can take little classes, and you've got plenty of time to take these classes. I, why do I have plenty of time? Well, you just do. After we get done with radio and stuff, you've got time to take okay. these classes. That, that was kind of a, that was kind of no, a backhanded. it's not. Okay. All right. But, I mean, I'm just saying I know that's what people are going to say is, hey, you guys know you can take a class on your Mac or your computer or your whatever. Well, I just want one technology class. I know. I'm, I'm like just saying. General, that's what I'm saying. General technology. So forget all of what I just said because this is just and one skill that could just drop into your head. And I have two, actually, but. This is the big, this is the big one. Same thing. I want to be able to seamlessly know what I'm doing with technology and use it to my advantage. To make your life easier. I yeah. Agree. yeah. No, no, I'm not for evil. I don't want to use it for evil. I said easier. Oh yeah. Make your life easier. No, definitely. Because I find like I spend so much time and forget, obviously I spent a lot of time trying to get my radio stuff working and podcast stuff working, technology and traveling and hooking this cord up to this willy-nilly and dilly-dally. That's one thing. But I mean, even just at my other job, the other day, my little label printer stopped working. Do you have to call and when your kids over? No, they don't. I've tried. And they're, they're like, was it Bluetooth? Is it this? And it's just like, I, I just don't know how to explain it. I could spend, I could go down a rabbit hole for an hour just trying to figure out what do I need to do? What have I done? What happened? What changed? You know what I mean? And when you ask for your kids' help, and they, they can be very helpful, right? But oh, they're they, annoyed. Here's what I don't want you to do. Don't don't explain to me how to do it. I don't, I don't want to know how to do it. Just do it for me. Right. You know? Just get or it done. Or when they ask you, have you tried this? No, I don't want to know what I've tried and haven't tried. It's like they're lecturing you. Lecturing you. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't have time for that. And I think it's that one skill that makes, and this may not be everyone else's, but it just makes you feel old or helpless or frustrated yeah all just, of that and frustrated disconnected me. from like and you know you're making your life so much harder you told me the other day that you didn't know you could set a recurring alarm um i think i knew you could set a recurring alarm i did not know oh boy i was uh, last week years old when i learned that that if you have your iphone silenced muted call it what you want and you have an alarm set that, that the alarm doesn't go off. You don't hear it. It actually it goes off, but you don't hear it because you have your, your sound muted. I had no idea. I thought that an alarm would override any sound muting done on a phone. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you can set that somehow in settings where your messages break but through here we or go stuff. Again. See, I can't. There's no way. I, I wouldn't know how to do that. I, I just don't know how to do stuff like that. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. But I, 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 I did not know that, that it silences the alarm, too. Like, do you have your 
Alexa or your Google set to wake you up? Uh, I do. I have two of them. Okay. So what happens there? Um, well, it depends on if I remember to, to tell Alexa or Google to set the alarm. Right. But you can set a recurring. Well, I just found that out. Thank you. So that's going to, that, that project will begin that, that, yeah, that's going to begin uh, this week sometime. This week? That should be today. Today. Donna, that's going to start today. That's going to start today. Cause I can say to her, you know, uh, hey, Google, you know, play, I don't know, um, you know, uh, counting crows or black crows or whoever. And, uh, then, then it fires up. I love it. I can also tell them to, to dim my lights. I can tell them to uh, say them, Alexa or, or my Google person. I can tell them to, uh, turn the TV on, turn the TV up, turn the TV down. Uh, it's a, a smart, uh, it's a smart house, but I don't, I'm not smart. And so just like my iPhone, uh, I, my MacBook, I think I'm probably using that technology in my home at about uh, 10%. Okay. Did you know that there's a thing called a Google drop in? And so like if, if you're sharing like at our, at this house, when we have a Google that was like on our account or whatever, like you can do a Google drop in, like I can drop in on, which I'm going to use this like heck next year. Although I'm usually home now when Charlotte gets up, but like, say when I was traveling in Birmingham or whatever, and I needed her to get up or do something, you can drop in yes, on your Google. But you, you both have to be, uh, somebody told me about this just this week. You both have to be. On um, the account. Yes, exactly. Set up on the, it has right. to be set up to your account. But like I could drop in and it's almost like a speaker and I could be like, Charlotte, Charlotte, this is your mother. You better get up now. Get up. Well, let me tell you what I do. Let me give you a little pro tip. If you can't get your kids up and a lot of people have these issues. Okay. And listen, you're traveling for work. You've got things going on. And I mean, they have a test. You need them to be up, okay? And not like on one wheel coming into the school. This is a little pro tip for you. What you do is you go to the Find My iPhone and you play that emergency sound when Blow you're looking for your phone or your Air, AirPods or whatever. And you know how they could fall asleep with those little AirPods in their ear? Now, fair warning, this can also like destroy their eardrums, but you know, you got to get them up, right? You got to do what you got to do. Whatever it takes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So you hit that thing and it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
I've done that before. Remember that with Charlotte's bed? I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a good situation because then you have to repack that mattress back up, attempt to have someone come pick it up and send it back to the people. I mean, you might as well just push it down your yard and use it as a sled or something at that point. Wait for, wait for it to snow. Seriously. But do yourself a favor. If you're looking for those things that don't automatically pop into your mind when you think of gallery furniture, like mattresses, rugs, lamps, occasional tables, outdoor furniture, they have got some gorgeous outdoor furniture. And everybody's buying this right now. And outdoor furniture is as expensive as indoor furniture, sometimes more expensive. And you also have to have those great cushions that are weatherproof. Um, and you so you want to have something that looks modern and looks good, but that you're not like spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on. So don't forget gallery for those types of things also. It's not just, I mean, that is furniture, but I know people always think of like sectionals and recliners. They have so, so much more. At Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville, same location, 40 plus years. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. And on Instagram, the account you follow is at Ask for Wolfman Furniture. Got uh, pictures of all the new merch that comes in every single week. About uh, three, four, five trucks a week at Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. Thank you, Donna, for your support of the podcast. It's Cadillac Jack, my second act. Concert season, Donna, is in full swing. Yes. Uh, bright lights, big stage, even bigger sounds at Ameris Bank Amphitheater as he plays for electrifying entertainment. Uh, Eric Church is still to come this season. Wow. Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews Band, and many more exceptional headliners uh, gracing the stage in 2023. And you're likely to find a show that will rock your world. And this epic venue uh, doesn't have a bad seat in it. Great uh, sight lines, great food, nice people, great ushers, answer your questions. Um, so whether you want to be in the front row or relaxing on the lawn, uh, swaying to the tunes somewhere in between, Darius Rucker, with Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, July 22nd at 8 o'clock. Tell me about them. Well, they also, um, he is married to, oh, shoot, I can't think of her name. Um, but anyways, they're really, really good. Just good, great man. Okay, all right. Great man. Uh, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. I'm there. The Sharp-Dressed <laughs> Simple Man Tour, July 23rd at uh, 6.30 p.m. Doors. Dave Matthews Band, July 25th. Big Time Rush Theater, July 29th. Jelly Roll Headlines, Don. Mayor's Bank Amphitheater, July 29th. Come spend the weekend. Come spend the weekend, and you can uh, get some great hotel packages, regardless of your budget, regardless of you know how many people you got traveling in your party, how much you want to spend. Uh, they can find you a, a hotel within your budget. Hotel packages at awesomealpharetta.com. Awesomealpharetta.com. Come uh, play a while, stay a while at uh, great concerts coming up for the summer concert series at Amir's Bay Amphitheater with awesomealpharetta.com. We are classified by Apple Podcasts in two categories. Music and also entertainment news. And thanks to you and your loyalty for uh, listening to this podcast. We land in the top 100 uh, of uh, podcasts in both those categories every week. And we like to uh, touch on country music in every episode of this podcast because Donna and I love country music. We love all kinds of music, but we have a combined 40 plus years of uh, service at the uh, former country station here in Atlanta where we met. So we like to uh, throw in country music nuggets uh, in each episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. I thought this was a uh, really, really fascinating story. Um, Luke Combs re-released a song that Tracy Chapman originally wrote and recorded back in 1988 called Fast Car. What is the background on the story, Donna, the, the, the actual story of the, 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 the Tracy Chapman wrote? It's about well, a girl. Yeah, it's like a, I mean, it's crazy. Cause it's a, yeah, it's about a, a girl in, that lives kind of in poverty and lives in a small town and just has dreams to, to get out like everyone does and just kind of, you know, live their life and expand. And while 
a lot of us didn't grow up in poverty. I've said before that this song was out, you know, kind of when I was, I'm not going to say when, Kelly Jack, because you're so much younger than me. But I mean, I just, I remember this song as being that one that even when you hear it, it just has this kind of like yearning, this ache to like, okay, get out of the situation you're in and get onto a better place. Um, And I think he did a really, really good job with this um, redo of the song. Because he didn't, I mean, he shows emotion in it. And you know what I love the most? He did not change the girl that works in the grocery store, whatever, to a boy. I love that. Uh, Tracy Chapman became the first black woman to score a number one country song as a sole writer. Um, because she was the, 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 the lone writer with this particular song. Now, since Luke Combs dropped his version back in March, earlier this year, about two, call it six months, Tracy Chapman has banked a half million dollars in songwriting royalties. Wow. A half million dollars in six yeah, months. Yeah, that's incredible. From one and it song. it hasn't been out very long. Uh, no, six months, is, uh, six months ago is when Luke dropped his version. And it was the number one country song in America last week. The number one country song in America this week, Donna, is um, from Old Dominion. Oh, yeah. And it if is I a, could build a house yes, out on memory, yes. memory lane. lane. It's the name of the song. Yeah. It's the first time that Old Dominion has been to number one since December 2019. Yeah. So congratulations to those guys. Their eighth career number one hit. Uh, number one country song on the country chart this week called Memory Lane. Okay, so Taylor um, Swift re-released her version of um, Speak Now. And, you know, this is what she's doing when she had her big um, argument which was much more than an argument, but with Scooter Braun. Explain what happened, Kelly Jack. You can do this better than oh, me. Oh, wow. Um, Taylor was signed by Scott Borchetta to Big Machine Records when she was 15 years old. Uh, Scooter Braun came into the record label in some capacity. I don't remember what he was hired as, but he was at the time also uh, Justin Bieber's manager and a couple of other pop artists. He um, Did he purchase the catalog? Yes, he purchased all of her masters. Yes. Um, so he owned them at Which that meant point. That he got the money, he got the royalties moving forward from the day of sale. Correct. When His it company did too. Yes. You know, there's a lot that's come out lately, and we'll cover this on another podcast. But, uh, you know, Taylor's father, Scott, isn't a, was he, he was a money manager, I believe. Yes. Um, but he works very closely with the same attorney that Taylor has had forever. And it has come out recently. That her dad, because, you know, Taylor always asserted that she had no idea that this was going down and that she was very blindsided about it. It has come out from the Scooter Braun side that her father, Scott, was aware that this was happening three days before it actually happened. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. And he said that he was not on those calls because as a shareholder, he had to kind of remove himself from those calls. Right. But very interesting. So anyways, Taylor has gone back and decided that she's going to re-record each album, and then they will be her version. And so she always encourages her fans to download her version so that Scooter Braun doesn't make any more money. But Taylor does. But Taylor does. And it's really, for her, not about the money. It's about these. And, and she she was the songwriter. This is not just like music where other people wrote it for her. Wrote working out a third. Yeah. So she has a very personal relationship to all of these records and wanted to re-record them. So the latest one that she did was Speak Now, which I have to say is my favorite Taylor Swift album. And it was a lot of people's favorite Taylor Swift album. You know, this album was recorded when I think she was 17, very young. And it just has so many great songs on it, but it also has this 
viewpoint of a teenager, but a mature teenager. But you can hear in most of the songs just, again, the the emotion, the turmoil, the her feelings. It was the first time that she had kind of moved away from writing fluffy puppy songs to real her real thoughts on certain things. And a lot of Swifties and other people, including myself, and Charlotte feels this way too, our daughter who's 17, big Taylor Swift fan, there are some songs that it feels like she's just re-recorded. They didn't have the same emotion. And like some of the, I don't know how to explain, she changed a couple of lyrics on a few things. Um, and I don't know, it just, um, I like it, obviously, because it's the same songs that I fell in love with before. But there are some differences that in this case, I didn't love. What do you think? Have you listened to it? I've listened to uh, I've spot listened to it. Spot listened to it, meaning I've I've kind of listened to some and uh, not not the entire project. And I was having a conversation with our seventeen year old daughter Charlotte about this as well. Um, I, I I kind of expected the songs to be a little more different. I, I thought that many of them, if not most of them, the ones that I listened to anyway, sounded like the originals. Yes. Uh, from Speak Now, uh, the other albums that she's re released, I thought had new new sounds, new vibes. Each song had kind of almost been reconstructed. Uh, I didn't think that was the case. Is again just first listen. Uh, but she has uh, she has broken her own record at Spotify. Uh, this album has uh, taken off. It dropped on Friday, um, and she has uh, busted the number of daily stream the record for daily streams in yeah. the history of Spotify. And it's like a, some massive massive number. If I if I find it here, I'll, I'll I'll share it with you. But it's just think massive, think huge. But it is so ingenious what she did. Has there ever? I was gonna. I don't think there has been. But do you think there's ever been another artist who has taken this route? I've never heard of it. I'm sure maybe it's happened. I don't think it has though. Cause I, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And a lot of times artists want to sell their catalog. So it's a different situation. You know what I mean? She did this though to protect, uh, to protect her music. I think. I, 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 yes. I uh, mean, like I said, there are some artists who go out and I mean, we can think of a, there's a million of them that have happened where they sell their entire catalog because they, they want the money for it, you know, while they're still alive and kicking. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. Best thing that uh, that you can do for this podcast, rather than pay a monthly subscription fee, is free, always has been, is to uh, just share the podcast with three people, friends or family members or folks that you sit in the pew next to at church on Sunday. Uh, podcast discovery is our biggest challenge as a podcast where there are millions and millions and millions of podcasts and titles released every single week. Podcast discovery means we need new listeners that, 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 that cycle in because occasionally, not often, Donna, there's a listener that cycles out when Donna says something that's inappropriate. If they didn't cycle out after last week, then they're not. So anyway, 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 if you could just uh, help spread the word, uh, ask three friends to check out Cadillac Jack, my second act. That would mean the world to us. And uh, that would keep you from paying nine 99 as soon as next month, Mm. because you never know. We're going to put up that paywall. I'm not. Put up that paywall, bitch. You never know. All right. Okay. I want to talk about, um, okay. So the MLB draft is going on right now. Yes. And, um, I didn't, I was not aware of this, that, so when you're in college and you play baseball, and you're entering, you can enter the draft your junior year. It's really, well, the end of your junior year, going into your senior year. Um, I guess you can enter it coming out of your senior year too, but most people enter the draft coming into their senior year of college. So I have a friend whose son plays for Georgia. I'm not going to mention his name because I think it's a little personal, but anyway, he's a fantastic player. He plays for Georgia. Um, he was recruited out of high school by the Braves and offered the largest contract ever given 
to a high school student. Now, this was four years ago. And this was prior to a lot of players coming over from the Dominican Republic and places like that. And he decided to forgo the contract and go to college. He is entering, he's in the draft right now because it's going on right now. Um, And he's had some injuries and obviously the playing field has changed tremendously in four years. And it's really interesting to me with my friend just listening um, because you often don't get a peek kind of behind the kimono, as you say. And he obviously has someone that's working with him, an agent, and they, you know, there's just so many twists and turns. Like people say, well, they didn't go in the top, you know, 20 or whatever. It could be days, weeks before everything gets worked out and all the horse trading and how much money do they have. But from her perspective as a mother, what she said to me, and I thought, gosh, that's so true. You know what she said? She goes, I'm just so like on pins and needles for so many reasons. You know, he could end up in, you know, playing minor league ball for a major league team in Las Vegas or North Dakota or wherever. And there's that distance between him. But she said, I also deep down just pray that someone likes my kid and that they in, in want what, In him. what way? In what way? Well, that they want him on the team. But just in general, as a mom or a dad, we always want our kids to be wanted or to be appreciated for their talents. Or, And she just said, you know, in this case, I have been, she's a single mom. I've been driving Mike, and she has two boys, and one plays baseball. They both play baseball in high school, but only one played in college, and they were twins. And she said, I have been driving these boys to the ballpark from literally four years old, you know, and watching this whole career through college, like, what if it ends? And I, I, I didn't realize I watched him play his last game. Now, technically, he could go back to Georgia and play a senior year, but not sure what's going to happen there with that. So I just thought it was interesting. It's like, you know, you always see people like joking around like, oh, he's going to buy his mom a house or when he gets this or whatever, and, and how involved the moms are or whatever. Usually they're more involved with, than the dads when it comes to this, like when they're sitting on stage with them and everything. How excited are you about the Georgia Bulldogs and the new season? I'm very excited. I already have tickets to a couple of games. What do you think about the possibility, Donna, that what could happen? What? Not a not 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 a first or second. We got those in the can already. How about a third national championship? A third. Oh title? my god! I can't. I couldn't even possible? imagine. Is it possible? Do you think? Of course it is. Okay. Got to got to think big and dream big, right? Yes. All right. Go Georgia Bulldogs, and we want to mention, of course, Donna, graduate of the University of Georgia and the Grady School of uh, Is it School or College? Grady School of Journalism, right? It's the Grady School of Journalism, which I heard that they're thinking about renaming, and I'm not for that, and not because of who they're going to rename it. I don't even know who that is. I can't even remember, but it's just always been the Grady School of Journalism, right? That's what it is, named after Henry W. Grady, I think. I don't know. Go dogs! Our thanks to yes. executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen at the Appen Podcast Network. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell. At Ingo Studios in Atlanta, I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios in Atlanta, production assistants, Donna, for both radio and for podcasting. Big thanks to Steve Mitchell. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Join us weekdays, 530 till 10 a.m. Eastern on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. It's Cadillac Jack and Donna, mornings on the big old fat hairy bear. <laughs>